welcome to the Mammoth's Gamecast. Uh, not with us today. Night Swarm is off. So, uh, today it's me, FilterCord, and I'm joined by Johnny Riot. Yeah, it's going to be a weird one. It's so. going to get it's going to get weird. It's going to be loose as hell. It's going to be wet. Luckily, it was a light news week though, so you guys don't have to deal with it for that long. Yeah. So, I mean, the total number of things we could possibly get distracted on is limited. So, uh, might as well just dive right into those. PlayStation Plus for uh, these. We we probably should have known about these last week, but I guess we just didn't. So, uh, PlayStation Plus October twenty twenty. We are looking at. Pretty good, honestly. Yeah, probably uh, one of the better PlayStation Plus months, and uh, uh, not even though it's only two games, there's a lot of good variety here. I was actually kind of excited mm-hmm. by it. Uh, yeah, which I think is a smart strategy to have the variety because uh, there's definitely been months when they release like two, like indie, open world RPGs or something. You know. Um, this month we were looking at uh, Vampire and Need for Speed Payback. Yeah, and uh, Don't Not did a really cool job with Vampire, so it's 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 really, really interesting. It's it got it's positioned as a really immersive game because there's a lot mm-hmm. that goes down in it. You're a doctor that gets turned into a vampire, and you have to kind of find that balance and what you want to do between you know feed off of people and maybe be the Dexter of vampires and just kill assholes. Yep. The Dexter um, of vampires. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he killed serial killers, so why not be a vampire that just kills assholes? Um, And um, everyone kind of reacts differently to you, and you have really cool little abilities and stuff. Considering the fact that it's October, and we have Halloween coming up, we need something cool like this. So I'm totally down. I've been wanting to play the game for quite a while, and I kept passing it up. Let me guess, you have a sealed copy of it somewhere. No, I actually don't. Um, This is one I just didn't actually end up buying. Okay. Uh, however, the other yeah, one, that's pretty good. Need for Speed Payback. That's the I, I, that kind of caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. Wasn't expecting a Need for Speed game to get thrown up on here, um, because that's racing games isn't something that Sony is extremely known for anymore. Right. So they threw up one of the more recent Need for Speeds, and it's actually not that it's that bad of a game. It's way better than the first Need for Speed was on PS4. Okay. Yeah, I know it's it's sort of a lower rated game, but. I, you know, again, free. Good way yeah, to like, just jump in and see what you're doing, you know? And let's be honest, if anyone that, like, sits there and dives into their PlayStation Plus or Xbox Live games to, like, 100% those games, like, you're not, get, you're not getting those games because you were so hype on getting them. But, like, it's fine for you to get a poorly rated game. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's, it's a matter of how much fun you're going to have with it. And... I'm not going to lie, I played it for a while, I did still have fun with it. I, did, I don't get super into racing games, so as a casual player, I did have fun with this one. Nice. So, uh, pivoting over to the Xbox Games with Gold. Yeah, um, completely different vibe here. Yeah, um, very different. Not the highest budget titles, but I'm honestly more excited for these ones, because a lot of these are ones that I had looked at before, and... There, it's a very Microsoft went all out for Halloween this year, and this mm-hmm. really shows it. Definitely a smart move, I think. Uh, so the first game, uh, Slay Away Camp Butcher's Cut, a classic, uh, campy '80s throwback where you play as a villain named Skullface and try to terrify camp counselors and guests. Uh, it's a puzzle game. So that's but pretty cool. It's also very like, it, it's that really standard like. I don't know, it's hard to explain because it's really much more like almost Minecraft-style graphics, like your big, mm. blocky, super-deformed yeah. characters and everything, so that's cool. Um, Very I was, indie. I was pumped for, for that. Uh, and that one's available October 1st through 31st. Uh, the other one available October 1st through October 15th that you can nab up right now is Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy because that Hell was an yeah. original Xbox game. Um and it looks completely stupid. It always did. <laughs> but it's that classic, like, two generations ago now, platforming, yeah. like, action-adventure game. And um, honestly, it's like, you know, it came out on 360. It's like, eh, this probably should have been on the original Xbox, you know? Actually, this one, uh, wait, I thought this one was the original Xbox. Uh, maybe it's the 360 version of an original Xbox game. I'm not sure, but it definitely says it was a 360 title. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was GameCube, PS2, original Xbox. Ugh. 
PC, Mac, Linux, all that fun stuff. And then okay, so then it came out again. Yeah. So it looks like it was a 360 re-release, but yeah, I remember this game from forever ago. THQ way back in the day was really goofy and weird and, and fun about their platformers. So mm-hmm. it's it's a fun one for free. I'm not going to complain there at all. I've already added it to my library. Whenever I get time to play it, who knows? Yeah. Um, another one you're getting, uh, Made of Scare. S-K-E-R. Uh, yeah. It's like a British horror survival game similar to Amnesia. Yeah, and I'm all about that. Like that's yeah. three completely different vibes so far they've given out for like different kinds of horror, be it like cartoony goofy horror, um, with like the slayaway camp, like which still can go over the top, but it's very like cartoony at how it does it. Um, Sphinx is a straight up like it's like you're watching a family friendly like Hotel Transylvania type game. Like it's it's cartoony enough that it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um but uh Made of Scare looks like it's going to actually give me a couple, maybe a, a good jump here and there. And yeah. since I'm trying to blast through a lot of horror games this month, I think it'll be worth it. For and sure. uh, yet again, of course, without fail, I feel like this happens every year, um, Costume yep. Quest. It's a classic. Yeah, it's a classic. It's your it's a, a turn-based RPG, right? Yep, turn-based RPG, very, you know, old-fashioned. Uh, style kind of reminds me of the earlier uh, Final Fantasy games. Yeah, you're a bunch of kids going around to get candy mm-hmm. in your different costumes that you're on. That is your quest is to go get candy. And, and it's uh, double fine, so you know it has that kind of funky sense of humor, um, really cute, like funny characters and everything. Oh wow, the game turns ten years old this month. Ooh. October nineteenth, two thousand ten was when that game released. Dude, I bought it on release day on Xbox Live Arcade. Yeah, I, I kind of miss the days where like. Live Arcade meant, like, such Something. awesome things getting popped up where I wanted to buy all of it, and then, like, yeah. now it's just flooded with so many things I can't touch. <coughs> Thank you, Game Pass, for giving me the opportunity. Right. Right. Uh-oh. Um, so, yeah, that's our freebies. Uh, obviously, we're going to mention the Epic Game Store later when we get to it, but first, we want to talk about the games releasing this week between October 5th and 11th. Uh, all two of them, one of which is an early access game, so we'll start with that one. Uh, Tuesday the 6th, we're looking at the early access release of Baldur's Gate 3. Excited for this one, for sure. Yeah, you've been hyped for this one for a while. I know a lot of people have. Honestly, uh, even though it's not typically my kind of game, I know I'm never going to have the time for it. I'm excited for it, and I Mm. may dip my toes into some of that early access just to, really just to create characters and run with them for like five minutes and then create another see what's one. up yeah yep. like I'm a sucker for good character creation there's so much depth here I'm also for super sure. into like D&D and fantasy role playing right now that there is just yep. way way too much that this game offers even just in early access that I want to get my hands on for sure um yeah I'm really excited for this one like I said we've we've talked about it a lot um so I, I don't really have like anything crazy to add here but um definitely gonna be digging into that probably day one Yep. And then uh, later in the week, we've got uh, Friday the 9th, uh, FIFA 21. Um, oh, boy. One of the top-selling game franchises worldwide. Oh, uh, yeah, by we're, far. We're getting uh, yet another one, as usual, every year. Um, there's not really much you can say about it. This is probably the first year where I haven't been force-fed the differences between last year's <laughs> versus this year's because I'm not yeah. working in that scene anymore. Yeah. So uh, it's kind of crazy that I thought it was already out, but then I had to remember, like, no, it's always a, a, mo- a couple months after Madden. Um, but yeah, I guess with uh, without there being real public sports out there for people to participate in, the game's got to make sure they're dropping on time consistently. So. Yep. So another one of those. I'm sure. I mean, it, you know, every couple of years is usually kind of a. You know, it gets all of the upgrades from the previous kind of cycle, so there's probably some good stuff there. Yeah, I feel like um, this year, considering we're, like, at the end of one console generation going into a new one, it's not going to be that crazy. Next year, I feel like it's going to be a huge jump forward for all the new sports games. Yeah. That's usually yeah, when how they get, it is. Like, when they get, like, fully generational, yeah. Yeah, when they can dedicate their entire development cycle to it, and that's when I'm excited to see sports games. I'm never going to yeah. play a sports game, but... I, w- I am all about, like, I'll watch somebody play it. I'll watch some really cool stuff. Like, mm-hmm. sports games are, once the game is fully developed for it, they're one of the best things to show off the power of console. Um, for sure. There are reasons that FIFA demos were on, like, the, the Xbox Ones and the PS4s in-store. 
and yeah. it's because they're beautiful. Uh, it's like watching golf on a new HD TV. Like it's it's gorgeous. Just watching actual golf on a 4K TV if it's a really good TV. Yeah. Um, I've noticed that FIFA is like that awesome game because there's so much movement going on that you can still see from higher up. And a lot of times there's still such great fidelity and such great realism in the way everything's moving. Yeah, so it'll be, um, you know, I'm sure we'll, we'll, like, FIFA's definitely one of those games that, like, half of the people that you know play it. You just don't really hear about it, you know? Um, so, yeah, uh, those are the two main games we're talking about this week. Uh, anything else that we missed that would be interesting, you know, if, if uh, Grim knows about, like, Cat Quest 4 or something. Uh, Facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Of course, Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. And obviously, uh, if you're listening to this, you already know that the podcast is available on pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, Except that one place that it's not yet. But we don't know where that is yet. So you I don't know. It might us. be on there. Yeah, you got to tell us. Uh, so yeah, I promised Epic Game Store news. Um, so right now we're looking at Piku Niku. Uh, kind of like a cute you know, puzzle game. Definitely very Japanese looking. It's adorable, and that's all that matters. If you want something yep. really cute and pretty to to help de-stress you after a day, just just load the, just load it up. You don't don't that's have to the play one. it. Just look at it. Uh, next week, what we're expecting uh, is actually this really takes place uh, on the eighth, so that is uh, Thursday is when they usually switch over uh, Abzu again. So we probably already have Abzu by now, but you know, just in case. And uh, Rising Storm Two Vietnam. And then, of course, you got to go pick up Rocket League for free because they're giving you a $10 gift card for downloading Rocket League for free. So, Oh, yeah, I should probably, I mean, uh, I should probably do that because I already have a $10 uh You can make it a 20 uh, Thanks for reminding me. I'm just going to go add Rocket League right now. Uh, obviously, there's also some still stuff going on on Twitch, uh, some cool stuff over there, but we don't really cover Twitch anymore because they've become very inconsistent. Oh, like you mean kind of like things. how kind of like how epic was for quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So, like we said, not a whole lot going on, but we did get some interesting news stories, and yeah. we might be able to spin these off into something bigger than they really are. Yeah. This is a. I don't know. Everything's kind of dying down. We're seeing the calm before the storm. It's the beginning of October. Yeah. We're literally a month away from new consoles launching. We are a we're, month yeah. away. From seeing people assaulted in stores because shipments mm-hmm. are going to start arriving about this time next month uh, for the new Xboxes, the new Playstations, tons of new games, tons of accessories. Um, we're, we're less than 30 days away from someone accidentally putting an accessory on a shelf they shouldn't have yet and somebody buying it at Walmart. Um, yep. With that being said, there's still people out there trying to secure their orders. Um, there are people that are still trying to get their PS5, still trying to get their Xbox Series mm-hmm. X. Um I think I'm, I'm one of them. I'm two of them. <laughs> you you are. Um, yeah. I, I think the other week I mentioned that some people went through the Xbox All Access process, and yeah. after the credit check, and they finally got approved for like the credit line through the bank they go through, and by the time they did all that, the systems were gone. You couldn't add them to your cart anymore. Yeah. So, so many people took a hard credit inquiry it's for nothing. Yeah. Well... A good friend of mine reached out to customer service through the company he got his from. They told him they were going to reach back out to him within about a week to confirm some order details to help lock down a system for him because it's not fair the way it happened. Um, they are not the only company that did that. Uh, the other day, uh, back on October 2nd, a uh, huge Twitter guy, uh, Wario64, that pretty much everybody knows if you care about deals in gaming or just news in uh, gaming and quick little tweets, um, he posted that someone else got a hold of him and said, "Hey, I got an email from the place I bought mine from. They're gonna they confirm they got one for me." So it looks mm-hmm. like good news for anybody that got through the all access credit check and got approved for a line of credit they weren't able to use for anything but an Xbox, because yeah. those retailers are reaching out to them to say, "Hey, we've got you an Xbox." So it sounds like they do have allocation coming to them for everybody that got the ser- got the the all access credit. So be it Series S or Series X and how availability is going to be on there, I really think these are mostly people after the Series X. Yeah. But but the good news is they're getting them. And a friend of mine got his actual order confirmation uh, just a couple days. Actually, I, I believe it was just uh, just the other day. I, it might have been Friday morning. Um, he popped in a group chat and said, hey, guys, I got it. And that was awesome. 
Yeah. So good news for a lot of people that didn't think they were going to be able to get those Xbox Series X orders locked in um, after going through all of that trouble online of going through that credit check and getting approved, and then it's like walking down. It's like walking underneath the tree at Christmas and getting ready to open something, and you're like, oh yeah, and you pop it open, and it's like not a Nintendo. It's it's a Nintendo box, but it's empty. It's not even socks. It's just an empty yeah. box. Now they're going to be a lot better off because they're going to get their console. Yeah. And we had uh, kind of similar weird stuff going on with the PS5 pre-orders. Yeah, kind of kind of the flip side there. Yeah. Um, not necessarily in the U.S., but around the world, different people from different retailers are starting to get contacted about their PS5 online orders right. with some bad news. But also some good news, I guess. Because they're saying, hey, you know what? You're definitely going to get your system, guys. We've got your system locked down for you. Don't worry. We're just not going to be able to get it. We're just not going to be able to get it to you on time. And we know, Am- and we know, Amazon was saying like, you're probably not going to get it on launch day. We'll give you give us like a week or so. It might be a little bit later. Yeah. No, these ones are straight up like your order is kind of delayed into 2021. But if you reply to this email, we'll keep your spotted line so you can get it still. That's Man, it, that's crazy. That's the email I got about furniture that I ordered two months ago. <laughs> it says, hey, we know you ordered a new living room suit. Won't be there till like, January at the earliest, though. Do you want us to keep that date in line for you? Like, yes. Also, how are you going to make this up to me? Like, yeah, that's am I getting a gift card? That's kind of BS. Yeah. So they actually knocked off the entire shipping charge for my for the furniture we ordered and gave right. us a gift card for 100 bucks. Nice. So I really hope that these people that are being forced to wait potentially four to six to who knows how many months late to get their console hope right. they're getting something out of it even if they cancel yeah. their order i would expect something back at this point like bro well yeah I, honestly that's a big uh you know that's a big thing that we, we kind of talk about a lot where it's like you know you as a consumer you know if you are you know if you're a, a couple days late with the payment or if you aren't able to fulfill some end of your side of the bargain like you are heavily penalized right like you don't get the item sometimes you lose a certain amount of money for like you lose your pre-order money or something right or you know if we're talking about like just in a general company sense like if i'm late paying my water bill i have to pay this huge charge they might shut my water off it becomes a giant headache and you know with financial pain attached if they're late hooking my water up what do i get nothing i get my water late you know what I mean? It's the same type of thing that's like, okay, I ordered this console to be delivered to me on launch day. I can understand if, you know, the sale takes place on launch day and then they ship it and then it's like six days shipping or whatever, right? Like, that's understandable. Like, it kind of sucks. It'd be nice to get it on release day, but, you know. Yeah, but this is... Shit happens. This is straight This is like up, months. Yeah, this is straight up. We obviously fucked up because we did not put a counter up to, to yeah. stop orders at zero. We also did not have enough ways to stop boss from sweeping up all those day one consoles that are now getting flipped for $800 or more. Massive fuck up. But we're still going to make sure you get your console, just we don't know when. Yeah. Yeah, And it's like, okay, so I'm definitely not paying shipping. Like, like, that that would be at the bare minimum. Oh, yeah. And honestly, most places at that price, you're not paying shipping anyway. That's true. Uh, The only way you would have is if you chose day one shipping, which... Guess what? Not gonna fucking happen. Yeah, not um, at this point. Like, bro, you eat some loss. Like, our those companies are already not making anything on the console. Yeah. So, like, I get it, but your fuck up is that you're gonna have to try to find some way to lock me in as a customer now. And in 2020, right. going into 2021, that's hard to do. And these places need that customer lock-in more than ever because like half of these companies are probably going to go out of business next year yeah customer loyalty is not a thing anymore it's not consumer loyalty is based on pricing wherever you get the shit the cheapest is where you're going to get it i hate jeff bezos and everything that man stands for but i still have to order shit through amazon because i know i can fucking get it um i worked at gamestop for way too much of my life hate everything the higher management company the higher management and that company does but Like, I have a friend that still works there. I'm still going to support his store and help him out when I need to. And that's how I'm managing to, to lock down some of these pre-orders because it's just easier in-store for some stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I knew that 
consoles were going to go live at some point, and I needed to be at his store. And I just kind of hung around and loitered for a while until they went live. Um, and I wasn't the only person that did it. Like I, yeah. I'll shop from companies I hate right now because I I get what I want. Yeah, I get what I want. Like I, I'm, I'm gonna do it. Um, but that also means that if they fuck up, I'm gonna bounce. And yeah. I have. I've bounced from several. Like I, I'll bounce from a fast food place. I'll never set foot in a certain Wendy's again because they fucked up my order one day. Like people yep. are hostile when it comes to just being petty over things getting fucked up that they expected. But when you tell me that I'm looking at potentially six months of a delay on something, oh, you bet. You bet I'm going to be hostile. Yeah. But how are they going to make that up? We already know the profit margins are nothing on new consoles. Yeah. They can't even afford to give you a $25 gift card because they would literally be losing money at that point. Yeah, it's it's definitely weird. I mean, especially this year of all years. Like, I don't know. Like, trust in, like, retailers is at an all-time low. Yeah, because no one knows how long they're going to last. Like you were saying, yeah. so many of these retailers are on their way out. And, like, they're yeah, just... it'd be, I mean, I would not be surprised to see, you know, some of these. I mean, like, obviously, you know, Target, Best Buy, like, they're still going to be around. GameStop is on thin ice. I mean, honestly, Best Buy is on thin ice at this point. Best Buy's been up and down a lot, and I hope they yeah. last a little bit longer because I do need to get a new TV soon. Um, right. Well, buy it on fucking Amazon. Nah, I don't want to. I don't. I like. I don't. Yeah, want, I, I don't let my shit to get delivered like that when something big. Because then, yeah. like, I don't trust UPS or FedEx or whoever they use. I've dealt with them too much. Yeah. Um, that's the other problem is shipping. Like, we also have to rely on by the time something finally ships out of a company, how the fuck is it going to get to us? And I don't want to wait three weeks because some idiot shipped something 600 miles west before it had to come 200 miles east. Yeah, I'm going through that right now. I've been watching a delivery go from, you know, the one side of, you know, to directly to my east. And then it gets shipped toward the west of me. And then it's going to be shipped back to meet me in the middle. And it's like, this cannot be the most efficient way, dude. I ordered a handheld retro console from China. It shipped, Mm. it landed in Chicago. And then came straight to me. But I have a friend that lives in Michigan, which is closer to Chicago than me. <laughs> he lives outside of Detroit. Yeah. You can literally drive there in a couple hours. So what happened to his order? His order went from landed in Chicago, ended up at a post office, like a city next to me, like literally 20 minutes from me. I could be at the post office where his arrived, and mm-hmm. then got shipped up to Michigan from here. Cool. Mine never hit that post office. <laughs> so it literally makes zero sense. Like yeah, nothing. It's really weird. It's it's just nothing makes sense anymore. It seems like they're all just trying to do whatever they can and everything's a nightmare this year, including shipping. I guess what we're trying to say is guys, keep your eye out in stores for consoles because at this yeah. point ordering them that online seems to be is the not only looking way. good. Yeah. Speaking of nightmares, uh so we're gonna get into the some more of the Ubisoft uh, kind of ongoing scandal that just like general workplace toxicity and like you know and unacceptable general but generalized like behavior it's starting to sound like it's a UB hard place to work at uh huh I'm gonna sip my uh, cherry coke after that one so Ubisoft survey from reporting here from The Verge um, reveals 25% of employees have seen or experienced workplace misconduct like what a like, I mean, it, this is one of those things that, like, okay, regular employees do kind of know. Like, they, they understand what's going on. Like, it's really not, like, you know, management might think they're being, like, obfuscating, but it really doesn't work. Um, so they kind of, uh, you know, they had this anonymous survey of 14,000 employees, one in four, said they had witnessed or experienced workplace misconduct themselves. So not they heard a story about, you know. Um, within only the last two years, one in five said they didn't feel fully respected or safe in the work environment. This result also noted that women and non-binary employees were more likely to experience or witness harassment than men. Uh, seems obvious, but you know, it's good to have that data, I guess. Uh, Ubisoft says that the survey conducted by a third party firm, uh, started shortly after initial allegations of sexual harassment, misconduct, sexism, racism, toxic workplace environment. Um, a host of Ubisoft executives and creative leaders have either been fired or stepped down. 
uh, including, you know, they have several people, uh, you know, Ashraf Ismail is a big one. Um, veteran uh, Michel Ancel, uh, we have a second news story here that kind of talks about how, turns out, you know, last a uh, couple weeks ago, or maybe a month ago, we heard, um, you know, Michel Ancel, the, the leader of Beyond Good and Evil 2, announced that he was leaving the studio to go work at a wildlife sanctuary. And it was like, okay, there's something behind that. Uh, turns out, basically, um, not due to, I mean, at, at least not what I've seen. It was not due to, um, you know, like sexual harassment or anything like that. It seems like he was just generally not a very good, not like a good leader. And just kind of generally bad leadership practices that led, uh, as they say here, uh, Beyond Good and Evil seems like it's in production hell and it's probably not coming out anytime soon. Um, and it's generally because of his bad leadership. Um, Ubisoft has confirmed that there's been an ongoing investigation into Ancel and they believe that that's part of why he stepped down. And of course, uh, he himself responded back on Instagram post with the title being fake news. So, you know, pretty clear that it's true if he says that right away. Um, but yeah, in general, it's very, uh, very weird stuff going on at Ubisoft, which is a company that for a long time has been, it seems like it was one of the better game companies to work for of that size. Yeah, I think now we're just really learning that there is no such thing as a better company to work for. Well, it's not really possible to be successful and also be good and ethical, right? Seems like it. Seems like um, it. Like, the ability to make that money is directly related to, like, oh, okay, we're going to pay our employees less. We're going to give our employees less benefits because then we'll make more money, right? And, like, it is possible to have a big breakout hit and do really well and fairly compensate everyone uh those are co-ops you know what i mean like it is not possible for a company to do that uh in fact if you look into like incorporation like what are corporations what do they what are they supposed to do if you look at the legal definition and there are several court cases in the united states that uphold this they are supposed to make money for shareholders they're not supposed to make a good fair product they're not supposed to charge the correct price they're not supposed to take care of their employees literally the point of a corporation is to create money for shareholders right like uh in fact like ceos that try to redirect more funds into the company the shareholders can just say no that's not your job and fire the ceo like that happens so i, I mean this is definitely you know uh Ubisoft, it's kind of similar to... Oh, something that we missed here. I'm kind of surprised we forgot about it. Uh, CD Projekt Red. Yeah, right? I was I was going to mention um, it. I mean, it was just bad news all around, like, gaming. Yeah. Like, as far as, like, dev team-wise, because CD Projekt Red announced earlier this week that... Going back on their They're, they're going to have to go into uh, uh, some extra crunch time. I believe they said it was going to equate to... Uh, an extra uh, day a week. An extra day a week for about six weeks. Um, yep. which to me, like six whole days, that's just six extra days of work instead of like, yeah, crunch exists. I get it. It's going to yep. be a thing no matter where you're at. And that just means that to me, that's just extra pressure. But realistically, does that mean you have to have literally everybody on the crew work another day when it also came out that they've been putting in nights and weekends for over a year? Yeah. Um, but I think it was just voluntary. And they were just well, it is, it. Um, I mean, in a way, uh, you know, it, the employees who are shareholders in CD Projekt Red, the employees that co-own the company, you know, like obviously the higher ups, um, you know, for them, self-mandated crunch, I get it. You know, they're, they're putting in extra work so they can get an extra reward at the end. Uh, Poland does have fairly strict labor laws, so you have to pay people for extra time, blah, 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 whatever. There's a, a there's a, a problem inside that the people who are paid on salary, it's essentially impossible to have self-mandated crunch, right? Like, my supervisor actually is supposed to send me home if I'm staying more than 40 hours a week. Like, they're part of their job is to make sure that I'm working my appropriate amount of hours, right? And I understand, I, you know, I, I work in a different industry, but that literally is leadership and job planning, project management. Their job 
is to make sure you work the correct amount of hours. It's not to make sure that you work as many hours as possible, right? Yeah, um, and if it and you and can it, definitely speak to that from retail. And it comes down to a matter of efficiency. Like if you're working, if it's taking you consistently longer days to do something, there they need to be working with you on finding a better solution. Yeah. Um, maybe we're using these tools that aren't getting the job done the right way, or maybe you're doing it right. with this approach versus something different. What if we have you partner with this person to learn this way of doing something mm. instead of, sorry guys, suck it up. We all have to do this now. Um, yeah. What exactly are, what is the PR team going to do on this extra day? Yeah. Like right? honestly though, what, what is like, there's so many different roles that it's like, okay, the, uh, like, we're going to make our concept artist come in. Why? What the fuck are they going to do at this point? Yeah, like, you know? my biggest problem with all of it, though, really comes down to, first of all, A, the promise. The promise yep. was made. Hey, guys, we. one of the reasons they were such a great team is because not only of how they treated their fan base, but also how they and their, and their customers, but how they treated themselves. Hmm. You know, we're not going to have crunch time. We're not going to do that. It's, it's not worth it. When this stops being fun, it's not the job anymore. Um, right. But then they go back on it to this. But what kills me the most is, and, and there was a statement out there that was basically was them saying like, well, we looked into other avenues and it looks like this is the only way. Bro, you're That's telling, a lie. It is. Like, dude, you could delay for two weeks and that's a safety net. You still have the game out by the by December at that point. Yep. And, and it's still out by the end of the year. People are still going to buy it like mad for holiday season. If yep. anything, you're literally just giving people an extra couple of weeks to be able to afford their their new gen consoles. But like, why? Yeah. why and I mean, be- like, imagine too. Like, think of the PR hit they're taking here, where they're saying, "So now we have a company that has directly gone against what it promised to its employees and its consumers." Right? Like, they didn't send around an internal memo that said, "Hey, we're not doing crunch." They made a public PR statement to you know, game news outlets and into general media outlets in Poland that said, we are not doing mandated crunch, right? Like if, if some people work a little over to get their work done or whatever, that's, you know, that's a decision that they can make, but we're not going to mandate crunch. So now what you have is this company who for its entire history basically has been known for being very honest with its consumers, right? And a big part of Witcher 3 was that they said, hey, look, we're releasing, I think it was 17 free DLCs for this game over the course of the next year. And we're going to have paid expansion packs, right? But they released those core DLCs that included, you know, balance changes, control scheme modifications, new skins, things like that for free, like they said they would. And they say, you know what? We realize that DRM is not really working. It messes up some people's experience. We're removing it. And like, those are things that they, you know, they went up, they said, Hey, I'm going to do this. There was a, a work period of time. And then there was the time when they said, okay, here's what I said I was going to do. And I fulfilling my promise. And now we see them backing out of not only, you know, are they breaking their promise to their employees, which was, you know, morale, it might've been contingent on some people's job. Like, you know, when I signed up for my job, uh, if I now found out, oh, well, you know, we expect you to work 60 hour weeks for the next three months because things are going weird and you're a little behind on something, I would say that's not a condition of my employment. You know, if you want me to do that, then you can give me my my uh, leaving bonus because I'm done. You know, that's not what I agreed to. So if you're an employee that joined up, you know, within the last couple of years that saw no mandated crunch as part of the reason why you took the job you have now been, you know, contractually lied to in a way, you know? And it's like, I don't know, it's, uh, the PR hit to have blatantly lied to your employees and customers seems so much worse than a PR hit of, like you said, two weeks, a week and a half, you know? And people have said, well, you know, there's contractual obligations with release dates and whatever. That didn't stop them the last three times they delayed it. Yeah, like, it, you know? it sucks, but you know what? It, it sucks, but it is what it is, dude. Put the game out. You know, if there's really that huge of an issue, release the gold discs and just make a server check that makes the game unable to play until the correct release date with a day one patch. It's been done. Yeah, it's like it, I think the big thing is, like, no matter what, someone's going to complain about it. 
There's mm. going to be negativity in it no matter what. I just feel like they should have owned it better. Um, yeah. Instead of owning it as we don't you know what management upset. made a little fucky wucky oopsie woopsie. Yeah, and it go, it's weird though because it kind of goes back to what we had just discussed with the bigger companies mm. um, trying to keep people happy with loyalty and all that like the developer development teams to me like that one thing that helps keep me loyal to them is their transparency and their honesty yeah. um, and that's why I like CD that's why I like CD Projekt so much for the past few years and now exactly I don't care anymore I, I i care about them just as much as i do ea and and ubisoft and any of the several smaller teams under those umbrellas i just don't care anymore well yeah unfortunately they've now gone from you know like you said like i would buy you know go take me back two or three months i would buy anything that cd project red says and i would a hundred percent believe them on anything they say i will pre-order anything they make i paid for that fucking gwent standalone adventure game Right, you know what I mean? Like I, I haven't. I, I played it. It's not good. It sucks. There's yeah. a reason that nobody knows anything about it. My it's bad. problem now is like, I know a few months ago when they announced the cyberpunk anime happening and they announced all this other stuff, yeah, and I was kind of on that boat of like, I don't like all this because I mm -hmm. feel like that's gonna put undue expectation out there. Yep. So what's fucking happening now? Yep. Like now I, they're I, like, oh, we can't wait any longer because originally you know the trauma team comic was supposed to come out on the same day as the game and what was it september 17th or whatever yeah and they ended up having to push that back so now you know there are a lot of these things in place that's like we sort of have to do this like there are um you know there's like a, a physical merchandise that is really that you know companies are relying on coming out to go with the game i mean this is a franchise you know, that you have to look at on a similar scale of, I don't know, like uh, Power Rangers or something, right? It, it blew like, up way too... It, it blew yeah. up too big for its own good. Too too big for its team's good. Too big, too fast, and... Too furious. Like, ultimately, we... Too furious. <laughs> this is about family. And we still haven't seen the actual game. The actual game could be bad. Like, it seems like that's extremely unlikely because of early reports and everything, but... It, it's extremely unlikely, but now I'm nervous. It's possible. Like... If they're now mandating crunch time for their teams, that's going to be extra stress, which is going to lead yep. to more mistakes being made. Yep. It's going to lead to stuff getting fucked up because people are going to be in a hurry to get something through. Someone's yep. going to miss something on some routine sweeps for quality checks. That's what happens when you start rushing things. And, yeah, another part of it, too, is that Witcher 3 was, you know, like I said, famous, very well known by its consumer base for... They immediately started, you know, there was a day one patch like there is for everything that's ever going to come out again. And then there were very quick, very early extended content packs. That's not happening for Cyberpunk. If they're going to be mandating this crunch and having people working, like we said, extended nights and weekends, and now the extended extra day, when that game hits gold and releases, these people are going to be taking time off. They're not going to be in there working on your first DLC pack that's going to hit, you know, week two. So this is delaying all future. Instead of delaying the game by two weeks, they've delayed all future content for the game by potentially months, right? Because people are going to want to take a significant amount of time off. They're not going to take, uh, you know, a, a long weekend. If they don't, just they're going to be leave. taking a month. If they don't just leave forever, right? We've and, already seen some people leaving forever because we've of the, we've the seen of the that project. there are enough people there that know what they're doing. We've seen development teams split and start mm. their own. Yeah. It wouldn't be Very hard Bioware to do. like. It would not be hard to see something like that happen with, with some people from here if, they, if this turns out to be the real bad news. And yep. the people that, the, the person that leaked the information out there from the internal email didn't want to be, they, they didn't want to be known because they knew their job would be at risk for, for letting that go public. Yeah. That's, I mean, there's, there's a lot of uh, compounding issues there. Like it, um, it sucks, but I, I feel like as uh, as my grandpa would have said that they're getting too big for their britches. Like they're mm -hmm. they're trying, they're they're putting way too much pressure out there by yeah. having such a huge universe, by having well, we anime gonna... and comics and toys and yeah. all of these crazy things, and like 
really what it comes down to is like, dude, you, you're, they're putting the carriage before the horse, and that yep. is what is going to fuck everything up. Well, I really think we're going to see a repeat of Bioware's arc, right? Like, r- little weird niche game, but it's it's really beloved by this small crew of people, and then they make a sequel, and it's like, oh, dude, this is better in every way. The sequel's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then they make another follow-up, and it's like, oh my god, dude, this is like top tier, like this might be one of the best companies in existence. And then they make like this magnum opus that's an experiment in a new field. And it's like, oh my god, like this is the most anticipated game for five years running, like amazing. But you start to hear about these little cracks, right? You start to hear about uh, project leads quitting because it's they just don't think it's worth it anymore. And you start to hear about this internal strife. So they got, let's say they got two more good games in them. And then they put out, you know, they said that they're going to work on another Witcher product that's not like... Geralt the Witcher from the Witcher novels as known by the Witcher like that game comes out it's going to be Mass Effect Andromeda you know what I mean like yeah. there's a real threat that just the the cracks that are showing now like if you address them and fix it they're one of the best game companies of all time right but instead if you they're applying don't pressure. address and fix like if they're not able to fill in these cracks the right way we're looking at Bioware 2 which of course is ironic because the, the first two Witcher games were made on the Bioware's Aurora engine. So it's like, they, they literally built themselves and styled themselves after Bioware, and they might be doing the exact same fall. Which is very weird. And it it's it sucks. Like, they I'm could be still sold hopeful. to EA as soon as next year. I'm still very hopeful, but like, <laughs> they put, like, their, their team put an entire country on the map when it comes to video yeah. games, and that's Barack huge. Obama was giving a, given a disc copy of Witcher 2. Like we're we're talking about how crazy that was a few weeks yeah. ago and, and how awesome, but then like then we learned that bad news goes everywhere. There's no perfect yeah. way of doing anything and Turns out it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. And it, you know, like you said, this for this product right now, Cyberpunk looks like it's gonna be the best game of the year, probably, right? Like I it's probably gonna be one of the best RPGs ever made. But you have to have this long term sight. Because Mass Effect 2, Mass Effect 3 were supposed to be the best RPG ever made, right? Mass Effect 2 was. So it's like, you know, at what point are they in their in their uh, story, I guess? Like, is this the, uh, you know, this was the last good game that Bioware put out until they just completely sold out and everything sucked? Because it's entirely possible that that's where they are. This could be their Mass Effect 2, basically. Another another realistic reason logic or another realistic bit of logic though is why wouldn't they just delay it another two weeks? That Dude, would, it's, that, that I mean, would literally, give you, that would give they're you, adding six days. Yeah, that's what is six days? That's literally one six day work week. Like that, one six day work to week. me, one six day work week extra at the end of everything is so much better than all yeah. these extra six day all these extra like weekend days I'm losing. Um, but we have to look at the date, the the timeline. A one or two week delay. Is that enough to push them out of qualifying for 2020 Game of the Year? I mean, I, I, don't, I, I think that's weird. Is, like, I think that right now they're literally just inside that window to qualify. I don't know. It, that's such a small. Like, what does that do? I don't. What does? It, it, I think we've talked about it before, though. Like, in one way, what does that do to us as consumers? Not much. But when exactly. it comes to contracts with the know. licenses and and the vendors that they're pushing the product out through, that could mean everything. I don't know. It, it seems so strange. It's like, I mean, really, like usually when you're looking at things like um, ratings and scores and and yearly awards and shit, that's typically something between publishers and contractors, right? Like that is not typically. That's not what we would expect to see. From somebody like CD Projekt, like, but who's putting who's putting the product out? It, it's I mean, still, physically out. I, it's uh, it was Warner Brothers. I, I, I think they're doing it themselves now. I think it. I think it's still Warner Brothers. I think that Warner Brothers still has their hands in it enough. I don't know. Let me look into that. But I, I mean, it's it's still like we're talking about one of the biggest. I mean, game companies, like independent game companies in the world. Probably the biggest independent game company. Oh, without a doubt. And it's like, you can't act like, oh, oh uh, Mr. EA said I had to release it this week. 
Like, I'm not buying that shit. It's just, it's crazy. It's insane. That's bad on that. Uh, it's Bandai Namco. Yeah, uh, Warner Brothers still has a contract for North America. Uh, Damn Damn Namcam is uh, most of Europe and Australia and New Zealand. Uh, Spike Chunsoft in Japan. So yeah, it's, there's still enough out there. I, I feel like that that could genuinely be a part of it. Um, I mean, that's probably it. That, yeah, the reason that they're held back is that... Well, their main argument was like, look, we have deals that have to complete on this day. You know? And it's like, okay, fine. It sucks. The anime is not until Netflix, uh, not hitting Netflix until 2022. It's extremely weird. Yeah, so we'll have to see. Um, like I said, I think that this game is still going to be, like this product in particular is still going to be extremely good. Yeah, it will. Uh, it's just I, the problem is, what is the future of this company? Right. Yeah, is it is it worth it? Is is the the content yep. that we're getting going to be worth the fallout that happens? Right. So speaking of uh, trying to avoid fallout, <laughs> very oh. intelligently, uh, Nexus Mods has decided to ban all political mods. Uh, I think through the uh, from the twenty eighth of September onwards, but they don't. Yeah, we'll review it sometime after the next president has been inaugurated. So. At least until January, right? Um, so yeah, they said specifically, uh, considering the low quality of mods being uploaded, the polarizing views they express, and the fact that a small but vocal contingent of our users are seemingly not intelligent or grown up enough to be able to debate these issues without resorting to name-calling and baseless accusations, uh, we've decided to wipe our hands clean of this mess and invoke an outright ban on mods relating to socio-political issues in the United States. We do not have the time, the care, or the wish to moderate such things. So smart. Now, my only I mean, concern is... Well, I mean, I guess at this point, I'm not going to see people modding things to be super pro-Nazi, so we won't have to get mad about wanting to take out Nazis. Right. But is it is it going to be that double-edged sword of... I, I can no longer play Bernie in Crusader Kings 3. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's it, there's, there's a win in it. There's an upside and a downside to it for sure. Like, I I get the idea of, like, a lot of it is going to be just hate speech, hate-fueled awfulness, because people are awful. We all know that. This is 2020. It's It's been a year of awful people. Yeah. But at the same time, like, sometimes modding something to be a certain way with what could be construed as a political message can be a strong talking point. There are so many positive things you could you could fight for and do that mm -hmm. then now you can't so i mean something as joking like you said is like you know playing as bernie that'd be dope yeah. like cool that's the one way you can have him as a leader because you know the world's never going to give that to us yeah not happening yeah it's it's interesting i mean um like they said they'll consider bringing him back and i think like luckily as we all know bernie is timeless he's been saying literally the exact same shit since like 1972 so he will recrop up once this ban is lifted. Oh, it's weird. It's a weird one. I don't think it's anything too crazy, but I do think it's weird. Not timeless. World of Warcraft. <laughs> so they're going to go ahead and push back uh, the release of Shadowlands because it's too political and Nexus Mods made them uh, delay. Um, so yeah, basically um, the executive producer on World of Warcraft now put out basically um you know we're delaying the release to later this year so that's interesting what is that what are they really taking like an extra month i, I doubt it's going to be later this year i really do uh, yeah it's probably going to be early 21 but you know they claim later this year so we'll see um we're excited to announce that beginning october 13th we're releasing the pre-patch uh so 13th must have been when it was supposed to come out huh yeah, well, sometime this month, I'm pretty sure. I had friends that were. Yeah, I have a, I have a couple friends, but I haven't, I haven't touched WoW in ages, so. And I will not. I I've only ever played some of the free trials they give out, and I'm like, hey, why the fuck would somebody spend money on this? So, you know, it's fine. Doesn't really affect us, I guess. Yeah, now the final news that we have here is something that really just like 
beyond was, everything else, this pissed me off to a degree that uh, I can't even imagine. This was huge. I love it. I honestly, I love it. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Nintendo announced that they were going to do a, a Smash reveal for a new yeah. fighter the other day. And we found out like a day or two before the reveal um, that it was going to be happening. So everyone's watching it. I'm at work because I honestly didn't care. Um, but I didn't get to see the real reveal that everybody saw. Mm. But everybody on my Facebook page was taking bets. Like, oh, is it going to be Crash Bandicoot? Because Crash came out that same day. Um, is it going to be, you know, there were all these different guesses going up about all these previous leaks and all these possible characters. And as funny as it is, it was mm -hmm. a leaked character from way back. Yeah. We're talking about Steven H. Minecraft. Yeah, Minecraft Steve got added to Smash. Um, so is that the first uh, major Xbox character? Uh, I guess... No, Banjo-Kazooie. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. Well, Banjo-Kazooie was originally in 64, though. Yeah, but they're owned by Rare. Yeah, they diverged into... Which uh, is Microsoft, which Xbox. is why that was a huge deal. Yeah, you're right. So Microsoft now partially controls uh, Nintendo. Microsoft has two characters in Smash. Um, but Minecraft Steve, apparently they were saying that they had to go back and re-engineer most of the stages in the game, like every stage in the game, to be able to function with him mm -hmm. because of the way he plays. Um, the biggest thing, though, our awesome boy Kirby, they showed off his new uh, his copy when he, when he oh, yeah. copies Minecraft Steve's powers. And he, he becomes cubey. He's a big pink box. Hell yeah! I'm I'm really trying to get up in your big pink box, honestly. It is kind of insane. Um, it really wasn't that <laughs> crazy though. I mean, it's uh, it's Minecraft Steve. Whatever. Who else are they going to add to to Smash Bros. in the, in the coming weeks? That's a great point. Like it's in, in the coming years, there's so many possible characters they could add in. I, Minecraft Steve was leaked years ago, though. Yeah, it's really weird because like it was so long ago that people were like, "Oh, it's fake. They're never doing that." <laughs> it doesn't make any. It's it's weird. It ended up happening though, so now that leaves all the old rumors that were out there to see how true they could be. No. Um, it's weird. It'll be an interesting future for sure. Um, it still raises the idea of, like, this is a lot of Smash characters now. Mm. Like, how many characters is this now? It's like 72 or 74 or something. This is insane. I have to look it up really quick. It's more than even Mortal Kombat could even dream of. How many Smash characters are there? Let's... Somebody fact check me on that. Oh, when was this? Oh, that's an old one. I think we're at, like, oh, there's got to be more than that. That's not what I wanted either. Oh, come I on. tagged you in something on Facebook. You need to check that. Oh, I, I, I got the notification. Good. I got the notification. It's important stuff. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Character List. Uh, there are, I think there's like... Man, there's a lot. Here we go. This should do it for me. Uh, 77. 77. Steve and Alex make number 77. Because the DLC fighters were Piranha Plant, Joker, Hero, Banjo Kazooie, Terry, Byleth, Min Min, and now Steve and Alex, mm. with room for four more as part of this next character, next fighter pass. So that means that in Smash Brothers now you have Mario, Donkey Kong, Link, Samus, Dark Samus. Yoshi, Kirby, Fox, Pikachu, Luigi, Ness, Captain Falcon, Jigglypuff, Peach, Daisy, Bowser, Ice Climbers, Sheik, Zelda, Dr. Mario, Pichu, Falco, Marth, Lucina, Young Link, Ganondorf, Mewtwo, Roy, Krom, Mr. Game & Watch, Meta Knight, Pit, Dark Pit, Zero Suit Samus, Wario, Snake, Ike, Pokemon Trainer, which has your Squirtle, Ivysaur, and Charizard yep. breakdowns, Diddy yep. Kong, Lucas, Sonic, King Dedede, Olimar, Lucario, Rob, Toon Link, Wolf, Villager, Mega Man, Wii Fit Trainer, Rosalina and Luma, Little Mac, Greninja, the Me Fighters, which break down to Brawler, Sword Fighter, and Gunner, Palutena, Pac-Man, mm -hmm. Robin, Shulk, Bowser Jr., 
Duck Hunt, Ryu, Ken, Cloud, Corin, Bandetta, Inkling, Ridley, Simon, Richter, King K. Rule, Isabel, and Incineroar. Wow. So, yeah. Do I that to the uh, the Pokemon like end credits song. We have enough Smash characters, for God's sake. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this is going to be a Street Fighter 4 situation where they just keep, like adding on to this for 13 years instead of just making a squeakle. Yeah, I don't think... I, I think that this... Uh, I, I thought that at one point someone said that this was going to be like... The final Smash Brothers The, game. the last Smash. Um, yeah. And... Uh, well, Sakurai's gonna like uh, shrink into a, like a infinitely dense point and become a black hole at some point, so... Oh, man. I just... I need to actually buy the DLC now, and I'm seeing why as I click through the costume colors for the Dragon Quest Hero on the Smash Bros. page, because that's the one yeah, I, I want the most. I don't know what it was, but I just completely lost interest in Smash after... I think I got the first DLC pack. And it just... It didn't catch me like I thought it would. I was really hoping for, like, a nostalgia trip, but... Wasn't a big fan of this one. Yeah, it's, it's Smash, though. There's too much to it. It's not my kind of game at all. It's something I'll yeah. never have the time to get good at. I'll never have yeah. the time to unlock everybody. It is what it is. I'm not mad. I just know I don't have that kind of time. Yeah, um, it's just not, not for me. But yeah, really sporadic news week. Not a lot. A lot yeah. of small announcements. Uh, a lot of things that people wanted to be small announcements that we kind of blew up on because they were kind of a big bigger deal than they were expected to be. Right. Uh, all I can say now is I'm, I'm super hyped to be paying more on my consoles so I can plan on these next couple things. Mm -hmm. There's a few things I still need to, to start to get pre-ordered to get ready. Um, oh, almost forgot. Demon Souls got confirmed. A digital deluxe edition is coming out. Yeah, yeah. It's got additional, what, costumes and... Additional like gear, that. starting items, a couple weapons. Um... What I absolutely love, though, is the internet freaking out about how these defeat the purpose of the game. These are, like, easy mode for the game. And I'm like, bro, if you know anything Damn. about these games, it's that your gear does nothing. Not only that, but it's like, okay, you're mad that they're adding easy mode for a remake of a game that came out in, like, 2006. Like, it's not even that it's easy <laughs> mode, too. It's just, like... Bro, I mean, it's I've, obviously not. But I've even if it were, enough. like, oh, yeah. it's an option, dude. Who oh, gives yeah. a shit? But, like, those people getting mad, I feel like they probably haven't played all of the From Software games anyway. Um, yeah. And don't understand, or, or at least haven't fallen victim to, wow. look at me, I've, I've leveled my character up to 200, yet somehow I still got wrecked by this boring, basic bitch skeleton in the beginning of the area. Well, we got an accusation of a uh, fake fan getting thrown around over here. <laughs> we got fake fans. So yeah, that's uh, pretty much all that was really going on for this week. Um, almost looked like my audacity froze there, but I think it's good. So that's a nightmare. Um, but yeah, so obviously uh, you can always hit us up on uh, Facebook, facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. At Mammoth Games Inc. on Twitter. We have like six email addresses you can reach various people at. So um, definitely, uh, if you have anything in particular... Um, if we got any like big Destiny fans out there, all that's on Game Pass now. So I think we, uh, specifically me and Night Swarm, have a lot more access to that kind of stuff. Um, so we'd probably be, he more than I, would probably be interested in checking that out with some players. I am there. getting into some random Among Us with people, finally. I know the game's two years old, but I'm about I'm two very interested. getting into it. Um, I think the only multiplayer game I play is League of Legends. So I just feel like... I, if I want to just, like, play a couple rounds of something, I always default back to that. I'm, I'm telling you, Among Us is, like, it, as much as I hated the idea of it at first, mm. it's actually really fun to jump into really quick. Um, there's interesting. There's a lot of fun you can have with it, and, like, just playing on mobile, and since you can play mobile and PC as well, it's, like, five bucks on Steam. It's not that bad. I've thrown, yeah. I've thrown more money at less. Um, interesting. But let us know what you guys are playing. Um, we are, uh, you know, catching up on old stuff, playing the same old games over and over. I will be getting back into some of my classic retro stuff very soon, just to catch back up before yeah. the new consoles drop. I am very excited to uh, figure out what game I want to get day one. But I think that with my PS5, I may actually stream directly from the console and play all of Astro Bot strike straight through first day. Oh yeah, 
that's included with the console, right? Yeah, that's a game that I was really excited for. So I'm I'm, I'm nice. pumped to be able to get my hands on that guy and uh, and and give it a good spin. Uh, that team is traditionally really good at taking full advantage of the hardware given to them. So I want to see everything yeah. the the dual sense can do, and I think that game is going to really show it off. Um, a Sackboy special edition got announced. Comes with yep. a little plush Sackboy in a lion costume. I kind of want that really bad, but I'm talking myself out <laughs> of it. Nice. There's, there's too much coming up. It's going to be a crazy year. We are, like I said earlier, I'm about a month away from the new consoles dropping. And uh, and by then, we'll be about a week away from Black Friday. Yep. So, we'll... Uh, I mean, definitely, like we said, the next couple weeks, I think, are going to accelerate pretty rapidly. We're going to um, see especially... some craziness. We're going to see yeah, some the very end of this sure. month and the beginning of next month. We're excited, though. I'm, I'm definitely excited. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll be able to do some special uh, some special episodes leading up to the actual console. Maybe we'll That'd just do cool. a, a full-on breakdown of the once we all get our first consoles and, and do a, an Xbox breakdown and a PlayStation breakdown of our impressions day one with those. Nice. All right. So thanks for tuning in. As always, I'm Filtercord. I'm Johnny Riot.